Hello and welcome to another podcast. Thank you for downloading it. As ever, you know the drill. All I care about is the downloads, not the listens. So feel free to go and do something else. But now that you've got it, we could always listen to edited highlights of things we did on the radio earlier today. Enjoy. So last night, and I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Last night, um, had a takeaway. Yeah, living the dream. And what we decided to go for was uh, some Chinese takeaway. And I forgot that you get the fortune cookie things. <gasps> so I got the fortune cookie picked, which obviously me on the missus. So I pick one. So that's where all the um, the universe selects this one for me. And my fortune is you. Here is here's what it says. <clears throat> you will have to act on your intuition. And that's actually true because my intuition tells me that these fortune cookies are a big pile of so let's just get rid of that and not worry about that kevin in hornchurch is back with us he's tuned in again it's nice to be back it's nice to have you back he says steve i failed my shepherd's exam when i was asked if i could round up 79 sheep i told them 80 oh well thank you for that one we are definitely back if you're sending in those jokes also we need to talk about this in the news about ed sheeran we touched on this a while ago he was in a high court battle over the copyright of his 2017 hit shape of you it's been found that he didn't nick part of it uh, from Sammy Switch. What? Sounds more like a, an American gangster from the 1950s. Hey, Sammy Switch. Who's either, that's the kind of blade he carries, or a really good electrician. He's pretty good at Ethernet cables. Now that's, now that's unlikely, isn't it? But anyway, Ed Sheeran has won his high court battle over whether his hit Shape of You was copied from another artist. In his response, Ed Sheeran says that there is a growing trend of these spurious claims to try and make some money. And I heard him say that and thought, that's a pretty good idea, isn't it? That's actually, I should, maybe I should do a spurious claim. So what I thought I'd do, I'm going to sue Ed Sheeran. Ed, if you're listening, big fan of your work. Even more of a fan when I've nicked some of it. Um, so you, you know the song that everyone's talking about, Shape of You. It's, it's this bit that they're paying, paying attention to. Have a listen. I think that strikes a very strange resemblance to my song that sounds like this. Not a court in the land would disagree. I'm coming for you, Ed. And here's my theory. Listen to this, right? Clearly... I've just nicked his song. But if I sue him for half of his royalties, and he has to pay me half, and then he can sue me for half of my royalties, because I've clearly nicked the song from him, he ends up with 75% of his royalties, and I'll walk away with 25. All of a sudden, I've finally had a good idea. She drives me crazy with her long white hair. Is that what the lyrics are? That's not a she, that's... That's that bloke from Lord of the Rings. That's, is it Sauron, whatever his name is? Oh, honestly, the number of people who fell for that in a relationship, honestly. Um, we were talking about Ed Sheeran. I'm going to try and sue Ed Sheeran. I think it's the only way I can make money, because anyone's trying to sue him these days. And, uh, well, under the category of anyone, I fit, so why not? I thought my idea, if you missed it, I'm going to sue him by nicking one of his songs. So his song's the same as my song. He can then sue me for nicking one of his songs, split down the middle... I end up with 25% of uh, an Ed Sheeran or something. Oh, one seven oh eight seven four one zero seven five to the phones. Hello. Good afternoon, Steve. How are you? I'm doing okay, thank you. How are you? Oh, you made me famous. I'm going to take 
I want to take years to call because you made me famous. I want my rights back on the Heidi High and Cobblers. The Heidi High and Cobblers? Yeah, I'll I'll pretend that was someone else saying that. It was me doing my Steve from Upney impression. Oh, dear. Cobblers. Cobblers. It's my impression of you. Heidi Heidi High. Heidi High. I'm glad getting there, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, by the way, what a. Yeah. Trouble is, though, what about your tax implications if you were to get that 25%? Ooh, that's good, isn't it? That goes against what I said on yesterday's show about me not earning much. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you've talked me yeah, out of it. You've got 25% of what he earns. That's yeah. quite a lot of money. He so earns. What are you going to spend it on? He does earn a lot. What I need to do is I need to sue someone who won't mean that I get lots of money. So, right. who's, who's not yeah. very successful? Uh, this time I guess why I'm not very successful. How about uh, Boris Johnson? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I even want to pretend I'm responsible for half of that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good, all right. Good news in the news for, well, not necessarily our target audience. I realise I'm broadcasting right now to the Essexy parts of London and the Londony parts of Essex. That's what they should say in the jingles. But if there's anyone listening online from Scotland, long shot, innit? Long shot. Good news in the news for anyone from Scotland. Um, here it is. Scientists have created a machine that generates power by copying the sun. Ministers believe it could power Britain for decades to come. And you think, why is that good news for Scotland, Steve? Read deeper than the story. Yes, they've invented this machine that generates power by copying the sun. That's nice energy, energy security. Keep the bills low. But if we can make an artificial sun, we can finally bring sunshine to Scotland. You are welcome, Scotland. Whenever I go up and do the Edinburgh Festival, pitch black all the time. And that's in August. So, however they cope up there otherwise, I have no idea. We will finally fix that vitamin D one way or another. Experts have worked out that mushrooms can talk. I mean, I believe there's been some mushrooms involved in that research. Not in the way they think. Mushrooms can talk? What? But then I read a little further. And apparently, they can talk to each other and have a vocabulary of up to 50 words. That's more than some people I know. They're thought to mainly spend their time chatting about the weather and potential dangers. Struth. We spend half the time on this show talking about the weather. We're at we're at fungus level of broadcasting. Oh man. This this whole news story does not make me feel good about myself. Because one of the few things that you think you're all fancy about being a human is you can speak. We've got all the words, haven't we? Well it turns out that mushrooms communicate, they have fifty words. Uh, they could even be letting each other know about um, territory, warning each other off each other's patch. Researchers analyse patterns of electrical activity of four species. They say that spiked activities were when they were chatting. It's thought that they're related along the fungal root network called the mycelium. Professor Andrew Adamski from the University of West England said that the average word length was 5.97 letters. You are straight up kid. Mushrooms would do better than I do on Countdown. For the love of... So anyway, apparently they've looked... Honestly, this seems like a wind-up, doesn't it? But no, they've found that uh, you using electricity, mushrooms can talk. Now, by having a special app that detects that electricity and turns it into actual words, we're now joined on the phone... I know, even I'm surprised. Joined on the phone by an actual mushrooms to the phones. Hello! Hello, Steve. So, you're an actual mushroom talking to me. Uh, yes, yes, I am. 
uh, with my thin stem and small cap, you can probably try and guess what type of mushroom I am. Sorry, I don't really eat a lot of mushrooms. They kind of upset my stomach. Shiitake. Yeah, sometimes I get that too. Did you get me on just to do that terrible joke? I'm better than this. Right, that's it. Goodbye. I've just been hung up on by a mushroom. What? Well, I think we're all surprised by how that turned out. Because we all predicted that that mushroom would be more of a fun guy. You know I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to. It's a mushroom story. You have to do that joke. You have to. The phone's hello. I can't believe this. I've wanted to wait for I just had a what? A what? A flash of lightning? Was it very, very frightening you? Well, no, I, I just, I just looking at the window. And I thought, what's the weather report right now? I didn't know what the weather report was. Okay. Maybe he's actually. Oh, he's actually. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm holding. Hold on. Hold on. Listen to this. Oh, listen. Yeah, the problem is that lightning is difficult to listen to, isn't it? But I take your point. I thought it was interesting in the news when we heard this bit. And the world's most remote post office has announced it's hiring. The UK Antarctic Heritage Trust is looking for staff to run its gift shop. Would you want to work in the Antarctic post office? Because I can guarantee now, even though it doesn't make any sense, you know that the postman walking out there delivering the letters, what, to like one building? will still wear shorts. It didn't make any sense, does it? They didn't make it. But I bet you they do. Everything else is all chill-blained off and frost-bitten left, right and centre, and they'll still be walking down in their shorts. It defies science. Good news if you don't like your spouse. Well, not that great news, I suppose. But married couples can now split amicably without having to cite blame or live apart for years. Yes, mate. The no-fault divorce. This is what people have been waiting for all along. It's not particularly interesting for me. I'm, I, I, if anything, I'm living the total opposite of that. Not getting divorced, but very much feeling like things are my fault. Is that the opposite of that? But anyway, the point is, um, they've finally got around to changing the laws. The no-fault divorce legalisation comes into force in England and Wales today. Couples will still have to wait for at least 26 weeks for their divorce to finalise. I will say this. It is still the case that it requires more paperwork to get divorced than it does to get married. It's a trap. Watch it. No, watch out for that, is what I'm saying. Uh, solicitor Stuart Ruff of law firm Thackeray Williams said it will save couples untold pain. This, because in the old days, you had to come up with some sort of reason, didn't you? You either had to, if you wanted to separate and you were both in agreement, you had to live apart for two years. If only one wanted to leave, the other one didn't, you had to live apart for five years. It's a big chunk of life. You could do it quicker by citing something like adultery. And I always used to say, if you want to get divorced quickly and you want to use adultery, call me, because I've got weekends free. But no one ever did. A bit late now. But I think in general what we're saying is, this is good news moving forwards. There is a worry that this will cause a backlog in the courts, though. And I don't think it will, because they're no-fault divorces. These are people who don't want to be together anymore. Most of the time, we'll be shouting the word, NEXT! In and out. Bosh! The only reason there'll be a backlog in court is because, for months now, loads of people wouldn't have been getting divorced because they would have been waiting for the new terms and conditions to come in. You know there would have been people thinking, can't wait to divorce this person. But 
I'm going to save myself a little bit of paperwork. Just hang in there for a few more months. So if that's you, best of luck to you. Well, thank you for the nice messages about the young'un. He's doing all right today. Just had a picture from the missus. Uh, young Rory, he's got this habit of like leaning on his fist, like he's thinking, like he's Rodan's the thinker. So he's not taking after me. Um, although to be fair, he doesn't look a lot like me at all. If I'm brutally honest about it, you know, I'm, I'm cognizant of truths enough to admit he does not look like me. He behaves more like me. Cries all the time and keeps going for the chest. But um, so what we're going to say, instead of talking about that, what we're talking about is... I've just been reading this news about Jacob Rees-Mogg saying that Boris Johnson didn't mislead Parliament because he was given the wrong information. I know, I'm going back to Partygate stuff. I love reading about Partygate stuff. Boris Johnson didn't mislead Parliament. He was given the wrong information about whether a, an event was actually allowed. Who was the person giving us information? I seem to remember the Downing Street briefings. It was it was him, wasn't it? It's just like Fight Club, where half the time he doesn't realise that he's not Tyler Durden. Was it? Or is it, and I think this is more believable, and I have a lot of time, a lot of time for excuses for things like this. What it would be is that when Boris Johnson was stood behind the podium, reading out from the auto queue, I do a lot of auto queue work, you don't memorise it all. So he would tell us what the rules are, and then he'd walk out of the room and not remember what... This is why I write things down. Because it just makes it easier, doesn't it? I often... To make sure that I don't forget things. Because the fact that my parents had Alzheimer's, I am obsessed with the idea of me not losing my memory. I, you know, for understandable reasons. So if ever there's something that I need to remember, I email it to myself so that I, I can't forget. But what tends to happen is someone will tell me something important. I'll think, oh, I don't want to forget that. I'll email it to myself. Get my phone out. Open the email app to Stephen Allen at Mr. Stone. I'm going to give out my email address, don't I? But... And then click send. And a second later, my phone goes bing. And I think, oh, I wonder who that is. Oh. This one, you pick your options for terrible puns. Um, police are investigating a series of bizarre meat-based attacks, including raw lamb chops stuffed up a car exhaust. I mean, it take you a while to cook it that way, but I suppose with gas prices. Um, uncooked meats and eggs were thrown at property where the vehicle was parked. Eggs were involved. So this is a poultry crime. That's one of them that you could have. Uh, raw chicken drumsticks were um, jammed onto the wheel rims of another nearby vehicle. Is this like what happens when foxes start to work together? Because it seems to be their area of expertise. It was unclear whether the incidents in Hereford were a prank or something more sinister. West Mercia, Mercia Police appealed for information. In response to a, an online um, ad, one joker said, Police are now at the scene having a butcher's. That's another one that you can have. But it's not true. The police are taking this seriously. There's a lot of uncooked meat crimes happening in that Hereford area. Police are investigating. And I've heard... They're on a stakeout. That's the one I was waiting for. Police are investigating some meat-related crimes. Thank you for some of the comments coming through. Ted in Elm Park says, The defendant looked very sheepish in court. Well, you know, because of the lamb. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Do you know what? There was a thing in the papers. I sat in the coffee shop today preparing the show. And every so often, we find a new story where you can do a really, really old joke. Oh, no, I can't find the thing. There's one about a police... I'm going to go through all of the things I wrote down. We've already done the one about mushrooms talking. All right, let's page that one. Really should prepare this, shouldn't I? No, Rishi Sunak, not talking about him. 
What's this one? Something to do with Elton John? No, not doing that one. Married couples. We did the one about married couples. Where's the thing? There was definitely a new story about police and someone got in trouble to do with a toilet. Thrilling radio for you, isn't it? I'm just going through the paper. Trying to see where... Well, it's not going to be on the bizarre page, is it? Hang on. There we are. A suggestive poster featuring a nude man has been banned after the model complained. Ooh. Not going to manage to do that. I don't like doing stories about myself anyway. Um... Elon Musk, we might talk about in the next hour. Banning daffodils. Oh, I can't find it. So there was definitely... Here it is. Oh, it is this. Page 27. In the papers today, a cop has been sacked for deliberately blocking a HQ toilet, causing £7,000 worth of damage. That story again. A policeman deliberately blocked a toilet in the police station. All together now. Police have nothing to go on. And that's your podcast over and done with. What I think is interesting about today's show is I'm recording this before I've actually done the show and the intro and outro. I'm presuming that I didn't talk too much about how ill I feel. Got some sort of head cold. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Back in the day, I would have moaned about that. But these days, you kind of keep it to yourself just in case, you know, the mob turns. Um, you don't cough. I've been holding a cough in so long when I eventually let it out, I'm absolutely going to follow through. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to say, follow me on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. Track me down wherever you found this podcast and subscribe. And until next time, bye.